Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I'm going to be recapping week 11 of the college football season as well as week 10 of the NFL season. I'm really excited to talk about everything that happened in college football and the NFL this week. I'm going to go through all the scores, including top 25 teams in college football, and then I'm going to go through all the scores in the uh, from, from this week in the NFL. Uh, today, I'm going to try to do this on camera today. The last couple of episodes have been audio only. I'm going to try to see uh, if, the, if these video files will not get corrupt. Hopefully they don't. So let's see if we can get this on video and on YouTube. If not, this will be another audio-only podcast. But let's go ahead and get in this into this episode, get into uh, the scores. Starting off with Week 11 in college football. Starting on Thursday, Pittsburgh beat North Carolina 30-23. to Pittsburgh has had a great season. Um, they continue to roll. Uh, they are now 8-2 on the season. Big win for them at home. And on Friday, Cincinnati played South Florida on the road. Cincinnati has not played super well the last couple of weeks. Their games have been really close, uh, despite them playing inferior competition. Um, and, the game, and this game was pretty close for most of the game. They ended up winning 45-28. They did not cover once again. Cincinnati, they just... They haven't been all that great in the last couple of weeks. They're still undefeated. They still have a very good resume. They still have that great win against Notre Dame. Cincinnati, they are they're one of the top teams in college football, but their performances the last couple of weeks have not been super strong. And for that reason, I would not be surprised if the committee continues to rank them outside the top four. Um, they're not, they haven't been inside the top four in any of the playoff rankings so far. And I expect that to continue to happen, uh, moving forward. But, um, it's nice to see them continue to win, just not winning in the way that they should. They, they should be controlling games better than they have been. And then on Saturday, Georgia beat Tennessee on the road. 41-17. Tennessee got out to a lead in this game. Um, their offense looked really good early in the game, but Georgia's defense came alive, um, and so did their offense, and they just they they just kind of destroyed Tennessee in this game, winning 41-17. This is the most points Georgia's defense has given up all year, and Tennessee scored 17 points, so that gives you an idea of how good Georgia's defense has been. Their defense is historically good, um, and it continued to play well in this game on the road at Tennessee, big win for Georgia. They are now 10-0 on the season, um, and they just continue to dominate teams. Moving on, Alabama beat New Mexico State 59-3. New Mexico State took a 3-0 lead early in this game, but Alabama rolled them. Their their offense was incredible. Bryce Young threw five touchdowns. They were incredible um, all around offensively and defensively. Um, This is what you expect. Alabama was expecting to beat New Mexico State by 50 points, and they did that. So uh, nice to see that from Alabama. Then, one of the crazier outcomes from this weekend, Mississippi State beat Auburn 43-34. to What an incredible game. Auburn got out to a 28-3 lead in the second quarter, and they blew it in the second half. Mississippi State scored 40 unanswered points uh, to take a 43-28 to lead um, in the fourth quarter. Auburn scored one more time, uh, but Mississippi State came away with a nine-point victory, winning 43-34 to on the road. Auburn's defense was incredible in the first half, uh, as was their offense. They were just rolling in the first half. Um, in the second half, 
their defense just kind of fell apart. Mississippi's got Mississippi State got into a groove offensively, and their passing attack was just on the money in the second half. And it's not like Auburn got conservative. A lot of times we'll see teams when they get a big lead like that, they'll start running the ball a lot. And they'll be very conservative. And that's not what happened in this game. Auburn wasn't super conservative in the second half. They threw the ball a lot. They continued to throw the ball, but they had a missed field goal, and then they had a blocked field goal. That's six points that they weren't that were taken off the board um, for them, and that really hurt them in the end, and that's what caused them to lose this game. But shout out to Mississippi State. Their offense was incredible in the second half. Will Rogers threw for 415 yards and six touchdowns. He was incredible. Big win for Mississippi State. And as a diehard Auburn fan myself, this was hard to watch. Um, hard to witness this, but, you know, it is what it is. I will say, um, shout out to, or prayers up to Bo Nix, who was out for the season with a broken ankle. I hope that he has um, a quick healing process and that he comes back uh, better than ever. Uh, but shout out to him. Um, prayers to him and his family, I hope. Hope he gets through this. Um, I hate to see a player get injured like that and have to be out for the rest of the season. But TJ Finley's going to play, so I'm excited to see him play. Hopefully, he can play to the best of his abilities as the starter. Moving on, Oregon meet Washington State 38-24. Big 14-point win for Oregon at home. And then, um, in one of the bigger games this weekend, Ohio State played Purdue. And boy, did the Buckeyes play well. They beat Purdue 59-31. to they destroyed them. This was a very high-scoring game. And Ohio State's offense was just unreal, unbelievable in this game. Um, a, a, a fantastic performance from, from Ohio State. This is the type of performance that really uh, boosts their resume and, and gives them an argument to be ahead of Oregon, in my opinion. I think Ohio State should be ahead of Oregon. Um, I get that Oregon beat Ohio State early in the season. Uh, but in my opinion, head-to-head shouldn't be the end-all be-all. I think Ohio State has a, a good enough resume and is a good enough team to be ranked ahead of Oregon. Um, they have a much higher strength of record. They're much higher in the FBI rankings. Um, they're much higher in the points per play margin. I just think Ohio State is a much better team than Oregon. And despite losing to Oregon early in the, earlier in the season, I think they have a better resume. So I would rank Ohio State ahead of Oregon. And this win really helps Ohio State's resume. Moving on, Michigan beat Penn State on the road 21-17. Penn State is a good team. I know they're not ranked. I know they have four losses. But they are a better team than, um, than what their lack of a ranking would say. They're a pretty good team. Very solid. They, they should be ranked. And they gave Michigan a hard fight, but Michigan came out with a win, winning 21-17. They actually covered. They were only favored by one and a half points, I believe. Let me actually look and see if that's correct. That's not correct. They were actually favored by two and a half points. Still, they covered. It's a big win for Michigan. This helps their resume, too. Um, I actually, I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but this helped out their resume a lot. Um, moving on... Maryland, Michigan State. Michigan State won 40-21 at home. Big win for Michigan State here, winning by 19 points. And then in probably the biggest game of the day, Oklahoma faced Baylor on the road, and Baylor just dominated Oklahoma. Wow, voice crack. Baylor dominated Oklahoma, winning 27-14. They won by 13 points at home. 
This was a really interesting game. I thought this might be a high-scoring affair, but it was not. It was really low-scoring. Both defenses played extremely well. We saw Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler play for Oklahoma. Um, and it wasn't really... Caleb Williams wasn't... He wasn't playing well, but he also wasn't playing extremely poorly. Um... So, and he also got hurt in the game. He had a defender stepped on his hand. So, I think it was a mix of Oklahoma's offense just not performing up to par uh, and his injury. I think those, a combination of those two reasons is why he got mixed. I don't think he was just, like, wetting the bed or anything. Like, he wasn't awful in this game. But Spencer Rattler came in, and their offense really didn't change that much. They, they continued to struggle. They only scored 14 points in this game. Had a couple of turnovers. This was just a really interesting game. And Baylor, Baylor tried to give this game away. They had a chance to go up 10-0 early in this game. They had a fourth down that they didn't convert early on in this game. And then they missed a field goal. If they do convert on that fourth down and make that field goal, they are probably going to be up 10-0. They at least should have been ahead 6-0 early in this game. But the game was tied 0-0 zero to zero for a long time. Oklahoma got on the board first, but then Baylor rolled them. Their defense played extremely well, uh, and then offensively, they, they were able to score uh, 21 points, right? Let me see. Uh, sorry, they were able to score 27 points from, from moving forward throughout the game. Shout out to Baylor. Big win for them at home. They are, so if, I'm trying to think. Uh, so it, I'm, think, I'm trying to think about what happens um, can Baylor make the Big 12 championship? So if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma this upcoming weekend, then Oklahoma State will play Baylor in the Big 12 championship. But if Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will play again in the Big 12 title game because Baylor has two losses. And, and because Baylor has two losses, if Oklahoma does win this weekend, they'll only have one loss. So the head-to-head won't matter, and Oklahoma will get into the Big 12 championship. But Oklahoma State beat Baylor already, so even if, so, no matter what, Oklahoma State is in the Big 12 championship. Uh, just the winner, if they win, um, they'll play they'll play Baylor. But if Oklahoma State loses, they'll play Oklahoma again for the Big 12 title game. So Baylor is going to be huge, Oklahoma State fans. This weekend, the Big 12 title race is really, really interesting because they don't have division. So we got three teams that are fighting to get into the Big 12 championship. You got Oklahoma, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. It'll be interesting to see what the outcome of that is. Moving on, Notre Dame beat Virginia 28-3, winning by 25 points on the road. Big win for Notre Dame. And they covered, I believe. I don't think they were huge favorites in this game. Let's see. Yeah, they were not. They were only fa- they were favored by nine. And they ended up winning by 25 points. So, big win for Notre Dame. And, uh, like with Michigan, this win actually helped out their strength of record a lot. Uh, along with some other other outcomes of games. Um, Oklahoma State played TCU at home. And what a monster performance from Oklahoma State. They won 63-17. to They were incredible. Their running back, Dominic Richardson, had 12 carries, 134 yards, and 2 touchdowns. He was fantastic. Um, they were just incredible in this game, winning by by 46 points. Huge win for Oklahoma State at home. And then Ole Miss beat Texas A&M 29-19. This was a crazy game. Uh, Ole Miss really dominated Texas A&M at home. And Texas A&M, if they would have won this game, if, if A&M wins out, they 
I'm trying to think. So if A&M wins out and Alabama loses one more game, A&M would have gone to the SEC title game. But now that Ole Miss won this game, they have a chance to go to the SEC championship game. Now, their chances are extremely low because they need Alabama to lose against Arkansas and Auburn, which is highly unlikely. But Ole Miss technically is still alive. They can still technically make the SEC championship game. And they can still technically, I just want to make that clear, technically, they can still win the SEC which is crazy. The SEC West has been unbelievable this year, and it's all because Alabama lost to A&M. Had they not lost to A&M, they would have already clinched uh, the SEC West. I believe. I believe that's true. I might just be an idiot. Um, I, I mean, I am an idiot. So you know, what do I know? Uh, let's move on. Talking about Wake Forest beating North Carolina State. They they got a, a tight win. They beat North Carolina State. 45 to 42, winning by three at home. They are 9 and 1 on the season. Um, they needed this for their resume. They really don't have a chance to make the playoff uh, since they lost last week to North Carolina. But a big win, none, nevertheless, uh, for Wake Forest. Then Wisconsin played Northwestern at home. Wisconsin won 35 to 7. Man, Wisconsin is extremely underrated. They only have three losses, and a lot of stats. A lot, a lot of stats really like them. Uh, they're like a statistical darling this year. They're really good. They're really underrated. I don't think a lot of people realize how good this Wisconsin team is uh, because they've only lost one bad game to uh, Minnesota. Uh, the other two losses came against uh, no came against Penn State. And let's look. I, I'm I'm trying to remember who their losses came uh, or came against. And they came against Penn State, Notre Dame, and Michigan. I thought they lost to Minnesota. I guess not. See, I told you, I'm an idiot. They didn't lose to Minnesota. They haven't even played Minnesota. I'm stupid. They played Minnesota at the end of the year. So Wisconsin has three three win, three losses that aren't bad. They're not terrible losses. Um, and, and, and they've just been playing really, really, really good football all year long. So shout out to Wisconsin getting another big win against Northwestern. Iowa played Minnesota at home. They won 27-22. I don't really have anything to say about that. And then San Diego State beat Nevada, barely winning 23-21, winning by just two points at home. And UTSA, they beat Southern Miss 27-17 at home. UTSA was down early in this game. It was looking like the UTSA Roadrunners might lose and might lose their first game of the season. But they came through and ended up winning by 10 points at the end. So big win for the Roadrunners. Meep, meep. We love to see it. Utah beat Arizona on the road 38-29, and Utah, they have a chance to shake up the college football playoff. They play Oregon this weekend, and I know that Oregon is number three, and this might surprise people, but Utah opens up as three-point favorites at home against Oregon. Or Utah, if they win, if they beat Oregon, Oregon really basically has no chance to make the playoff at that point. Even if they do win, the the Pac-12 uh, that they would have two losses, um, none of them being great. I mean, Utah would be would be a solid loss, uh, but the Stanford loss really hurts them. Um, and having the two losses would really, really hurt uh, their big win against Ohio State. It would make that mean less. Uh, so Oregon's got to win this game. 
Um, and I'm just gonna put, I'm just gonna call my shot. I think Oregon is losing to Utah, whether they lose this week or in the Pac-12 championship. I think they are going to lose to Utah at some point, and I do not believe that Oregon is going to make the the playoff this year. They very well could. I mean, if they went out, they're likely going to make it. They're already inside the top four. So if they went out, I see no reason why they wouldn't be in the playoff. But I just don't think they're going to win out. I think they're going to lose to Utah at least once before the season's over. Um, so that'll be a huge game this weekend. I'm going to have my eyes on that. And then to close things out uh, for the college football recap, Arkansas played LSU on the road, and Arkansas beat LSU 16-13, winning by three points. Big win for Arkansas as they head into uh, a matchup against Alabama this weekend. Uh, that'll be a big game for them. Um, and like I said, Ole Miss needs Alabama to lose against Arkansas and against Auburn. So this is a big game this weekend uh, between Arkansas and, and Alabama. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Alabama should clobber Arkansas, but we've seen Alabama play down to their competition this year, so we'll see what happens there. But that's everything that happened um, in college football this week. I wanted to talk about the rankings, so I actually posted my own rankings this week using um, FPI rankings, um, strength of record, and game control. And here's what the rankings look like. And I wanted to talk about these because I wanted to talk really specifically about Notre Dame and Michigan. So based on these rankings, I had, um, let's actually look, it's actually these. I put up the wrong ones. Put up the wrong sheet. Let's get this up. Let's see. So my rankings, if this will pull up. I might have to pull up Twitter. This is being really slow. This is being extremely slow. Yeah, I'm going to have to pull up Twitter. I'm going to have to pull up Twitter because this is not working. I think my Excel sheet got deleted. That's unfortunate. But uh, I can go back and hold up. I just saw, ooh, wow. So reports are that Freddie Freeman gets a huge extension from the Braves. Uh, I don't have any numbers yet. But as a Braves fan myself, that's great news. And you know what? I just realized I never talked about the uh, the the MLB playoffs this year. I never talked about the Braves winning World Series. I'm a diehard Braves fan. I'm from Atlanta. Um, so shout out to the Braves winning the World Series. I know I'm late, uh, but that, it was great. That was such a good playoff run. Uh, it was awesome watching uh, the Braves win the World Series. Huge run for this team, and what a, what a crazy run by them. Shout out to them. All right, I'm putting up my rankings. Like I said earlier, these are using um, FBI rankings, strength of record, um, and game control. So number one, Georgia. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Notre Dame. Number five, Cincinnati. Number six, Ohio State. And then on the bubble, outside the top six, we got number seven, Oklahoma State. Number eight, Michigan State. Number nine, Ole Miss. And number 10, Oregon. You might be wondering why is Michigan, why are Michigan and Notre Dame so high? The reason why is because they rank highly. They rank very high in strength of record, and these rankings put a heavy emphasis on strength of record. Michigan has the fourth ranked strength of record. Notre Dame has the third ranked strength of record. That's why they're in the top four. You might be wondering why is Ohio State outside the top four? If you if I like them so much, and yeah, I like Ohio State. Um, if I were making rankings, I would have them inside the top four, but they have just the ninth ranked strength of record. 
and that is why they're outside the top four. But by, by the time the season is over, if Ohio State handles their business, if they went out, they're going to be inside the top four. They're going to have a crazy strength of record because they play Michigan State this weekend. They play Michigan next weekend. And then they're, they're going to likely play a ranked team in the Big Ten title game. So Ohio State, by the end of the season, if they went out, they're going to be in the playoff. They're going to be a playoff team. They're extremely good. I mean, they rank third in FPI. Um, they're going to have a high enough strength of record to be in the top four. Ohio State just has to handle their business. And these rankings will eventually give them the respect they deserve. Cincinnati is at five because they have the fifth ranked strength of record. I want to talk about Oklahoma State. No one's really talking about them, but Oklahoma State has a legitimate shot to make the playoff. They have just one loss. It was a bad loss against Iowa State, uh, but they have only one loss. They have the sixth-ranked strength of record. They have some quality wins. Let's go ahead and look at their schedule. Um, let's pull that up. Go to ESPN. Let's see. They have, I think, a few quality wins. They have wins against Kansas State, wins against Baylor, and against Texas. That's three big wins right there. Um, so, and then they just had they just clobbered TCU. I know TCU isn't great, but they were not expecting to win like that, and they just destroyed TCU at home. Uh, so, Oklahoma State has a good resume, and they're going to be able to boost that up. With if they beat Oklahoma this week, this week, and if they beat Oklahoma, they're gonna have a chance to beat Baylor again. So if they win out, Oklahoma State is very much alive in the playoff hunt, um, and I would not be surprised if they do end up making the playoff. Um, they just have to win out, and if they do that, they may end up being a playoff team. Um, so that's great, and no one's really talking about them. So I wanted to give them the respect they deserve. Then at 8, we got Michigan State. They still have the 7th ranked strength of record, but they're only 18th in FBI. That's why they're they're at 8. And Ole Miss has the 10th ranked strength of record. That's why they're in the top 10 at number 9 for me. Um, and they rank 13th in FBI, 6th in game control. That's another reason why Michigan State is lower. They only rank 15th in game control. Now, these rankings don't put a heavy emphasis on on game on game control, I mean Notre Dame and Cincinnati both rank around they both rank thirteenth and tenth respectively in this metric, uh, so it doesn't put a heavy emphasis on it, but it does matter a little bit. And then at number ten we got Oregon. Why are they so low? Because they only have the eighth ranked strength of record. They rank ninth in game control and they rank nineteenth in FPI. So FPI doesn't love them. Strength of record does like them a little bit, so they're they are inside the top ten. Uh, but they just barely making it. They just barely make it, uh, slotting in at, at the tenth spot. Then you might be wondering where is Oklahoma? They're at eleven, and that's because they have the twelfth ranked strength of record now after their loss to Baylor. And although they are still really high in FPI, ranking fifth, the strength of record kills them, and their resume just got destroyed by their loss to Baylor. But yeah, so that's all, all the college football playoff talk I got for this episode. Let's go ahead and hurry up and get through these NFL scores. And let's recap week 10 of the NFL season, starting with the Thursday night game that was Ravens-Dolphins. And what a performance from the Dolphins, beating the Ravens 22-10. They were unbelievably good in this game, especially on defense. And they ended up beating the Ravens by 12 at home. Huge win for the Dolphins. And not a great game for the Ravens. Just their offense looked bad. Their offensive line played extremely poorly. 
They in the Dolphins blitzed Lamar Jackson a lot, and it worked. Not because Lamar Jackson struggled versus the blitz, but because the Baltimore Ravens offensive line struggled versus the blitz, and it killed the Ravens offense. So shout out to the Dolphins, big win for them at home. And then moving on to the Sunday games, starting off with the Cowboys Falcons. Cowboys played the Falcons; they were at home. And they destroyed the Falcons, winning 43-3, winning by 40 points at home. Their offense was incredible, as was their defense, holding the Falcons to just three points in this game. As a Falcons fan, I want the Falcons to be as bad as possible because I just want us to rebuild. Um, and we're trying to be competitive when we're not a good team. And I know our record isn't terrible. We're 4-5 and five after this loss. We're not a good team, and we need to accept that and just rebuild. We need to rebuild. That's where this franchise needs to go. That's the direction we need to head in. But we just refuse to, and I wish we would just rebuild. Just please, please rebuild. Uh, moving on, the Titans played the Saints at home, and they won 23-21. to This was a very close game. The Titans ended up closing it out in the end. Um, the Titans just continue to roll. They are 8-2 this season. They are at the top of the AFC, which is not something I expected. And they continue to play well, even without Derrick Henry, who's out with a foot injury. Shout out to the Titans. They continue to roll. And, and it's just, it's incredible to see how well they're playing. I also got to give a shout out to the Saints, playing really well, even without Alvin Kamara. Mark Ingram stepped up and played pretty well, had 14 carries. 47 yards and a touchdown. Trevor Simeon also played well. He had 298 yards and two touchdowns. So shout out to him. Um, the Saints offense played pretty well, scoring 21 points without Kamara and without their starting quarterback. So shout out to Simeon and Mark Ingram for stepping up. Unfortunately, they weren't able to win this game. Then the Colts beat the Jaguars 23-17. This was a, a tight victory, but the Colts did end up winning this game at home. The Patriots beat the Browns, and not only did they beat them, they clobbered them. They won 45-7, and now the Patriots are 6-4 and in the season, and they are a legitimate playoff team. They've been playing extremely well. Their defense is great. Matt Jones is playing really, really well. I gotta give props to Matt Jones. He is having a fantastic rookie season. He's been playing out of his mind. He's been easily the best rookie quarterback uh, out of all out of all five rookies that were drafted in the first round. He's been incredible, and he is one of the biggest reasons why the Patriots are in the playoff or or are like serious playoff contenders right now. So shout out to him and shout out to the Patriots. Moving on, the Mills got a huge win against the Jets, winning 45-17. to and, and this isn't like a, a, a huge win. I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I just wanted to say that they had a, a blowout victory. They won by 28 points on the road, winning 45-17. to um, a, a huge win for them coming off a, a, a terrible loss against the Jaguars last week, in which they lost 9-6. to But they bounced back this week and got a huge win against the Jets. Then, moving on to the Lions-Steelers game, which is one of the worst football games ever played. Um, neither team wanted to win this game. It ended up in a tie, a 16-16 tie. And now the Lions cannot go, um, they cannot go 0-17 this year, but they can go 0-16-1. And that just might be even more impressive. Shout out to the Lions and Steelers for 
partaking in the worst football game ever, ever played. And then we got our first upset of the day. Washington beat the Buccaneers 29-19, to winning by double digits. That's not something anyone expected. And I know, I know I didn't expect that. Washington played very well offensively. Um, and they played pretty well defensively as well. The Buccaneers have one of the best offenses in the league. And they in the and Washington held them to under 20 points. So shout out to them. They also forced Tom Brady to throw two picks in the first quarter. So shout out to Washington. Huge performance from their offense and their defense. And, and they ended up winning by 10 points at home. Huge victory for them. Then we got another upset. The Panthers upset the Cardinals 34-10, winning by 20, 24 points on the road. I know Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins weren't playing for the Cardinals, but uh, the Panthers didn't have their starting quarterback either, and the Cardinals were favored by over 10 points. Um, so shout out to the Panthers. They had a great game. Um, Cam Newton actually played a lot in this game. I want to see how many attempts he had. He had four pass attempts. Um... So he got a little bit of action in um, his return to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, P.J. Walker um, didn't have a great game, um, but the Panthers continued the role. Christian McCaffrey played pretty well, um, but shout out to the Panthers' defense, shutting down the, Card- the Cardinals' offense, um, getting an upset victory on the road. Let's get back to these scores. My browser is messing up. Let's get back to it. Get back to the bottom. Here we go. The Vikings beat the Chargers on the road, winning 27-20. This was a little bit of an upset. Not a huge upset like um, the like Washington beating the Buccaneers or the Panthers beating the Cardinals, but still an upset victory. Kirk Cousins played really well, as did Just, Justin Jefferson. And the Vikings were able to win by 7 points on the road. Then we got the Eagles beating the Broncos. Another another little bit another little upset. The Eagles won 30 to 13, winning by 17 points. Huge win for the Eagles. And I know everyone's been talking about the play uh, at the end of the game where the the Broncos had a fumble and the Eagles returned it for a touchdown. And Teddy Bridgewater had a chance to tackle the guy that recovered the fumble, but he just stood there. He wasn't going to try to get injured. A lot of people have been criticizing him. And I feel like we can't criticize him uh, without knowing whether or not the coaching staff has told him to do that when there is a fumble recovery. Because we've seen Tom Brady do that same thing multiple times in this season. If the coaching staff is telling him to not try to make a tackle on a pick or a fumble, he shouldn't do that. He shouldn't put his health, his health at risk if the coaching staff is telling him to do so. So I understand that me personally... If I were in his position, I would have tried to tackle the guy because the game was still in reach at that point. And that that scoop and score basically um, helped the Eagles win the game and basically seal the game. So I would have tried to tackle the guy, but I get why Teddy Bridgewater did not. Moving on, we got the Seahawks-Packers. Packers, Packers uh, got a huge win at home, winning 17 to nothing. This was the first game Russell Wilson uh, for Russell Wilson since injuring his hand. Um, and the Packers ended up winning by 17 points, shutting up the Seahawks at home. Huge win for the Packers. They are 8-2 on the season, and the Seahawks continue to struggle this year. They are 3-6 and six on the year, and it looks like they might miss the playoffs. And on Sunday night, the Chiefs played the Raiders. Chiefs were on the road, got a huge road victory, winning 41-14. to 
And the Chiefs' offense looked incredible. So did their defense. And Patrick Mahomes played extremely well. He threw for 406 yards, 5 touchdowns. And let me look. Zero picks. Also had a QBR of 83.4. So shout out to him. Shout out to Travis Kelsey and Darrell Williams, who both had over 100 receiving yards. Darrell Williams had one receiving touchdown. And Tyreek Hill had a pretty good game. He had 83 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. Just an incredible game from the uh, the Chiefs' offense. Their offense has struggled a little bit this year, but they looked like the regular old Chiefs in this game. So maybe the Chiefs have turned it on, have turned it around. Maybe they are going to make a push for the playoffs. They are six and four, so they are they're very much alive in the play. They are very much in the playoff hunt, and they can easily get a playoff spot. Uh, but with their record, with the way things have gone so far, they might have to make it as a wild card. But we'll see if they win their division. They might be able to. We'll see. Uh, but I'm glad to see Patrick Mahomes play well um, and kind of get back on track because he has struggled a lot at times. But he played extremely well against the Raiders. And then last night, the Rams and 49ers played um, in San Francisco. And... The 49ers just clobbered the Rams, winning 31-10, to winning by 21 points. Matthew Stafford and the Rams struggled on offense on offense for the second straight game. Matthew Stafford threw two interceptions, and the Rams' offense just isn't in sync right now. I know they lost Robert Woods to an injury, to a season-ending ACL injury this week, but their offense just hasn't been in sync. That's four interceptions in two games for Matthew Stafford. And he is playing himself out of MVP consideration. He just hasn't looked good the last two weeks. Um, and I, I don't know what's up with their offense, but they got to get back on track. They're one of the best teams in the NFL, but they have not looked like it in the last two weeks. But shout out to the San, to the 49ers who played extremely well. Elijah, Mitchell's, uh, Elijah Mitchell was excellent. He had 27 carries, 91 yards. He was really good. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was very efficient. Uh, threw for 182 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, and he had a QBR of a 95.9. That is absolutely incredible. I mean, Matthew Stafford, on the other hand, had a QBR of just 33.6. So shout out to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel. Continue to play. Continues to play well. Had five catches, 97 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Cooper Cup played really well. Two, he had 11 catches, 122 yards, um, and he just continues to be just one of the best receivers in the NFL this season, and probably the best receiver in the NFL. Both Cup and Samuel have been absolutely fantastic this year. But yeah, that's it. That's all the scores. Um, those are all the games from Week 10 of the NFL season, and that's all I have for today. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you want to see more con- more content from me. You can check out my website at thewiresports.com. You can check out my YouTube channel, The Wire. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm going to try to see if the video files are not corrupt. If they aren't, this episode will be on YouTube. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and, and Instagram. I'm active on both. Uh, my, my handle is the Ryan McCrary. That's the R-Y-A-N. M-C-C-R-A-R-Y. And that is my handle for both Instagram and Twitter. So you can hit me up there. I'm very active on Twitter. Um, so I, I'm always talking about sports over there. But yeah, that's all I have for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. And I will see you all next time. Peace. <laughs>